Boyce uh, and congregation, it's great having you so long this evening. And tonight we want to think of strong faith uh, from this 10th chapter of Joshua. Now, I don't suppose there's any among you here who are Crystal Palace supporters for those not initiated in such things. This is a football team in, in London. And if you believe that they're going to, to win the league uh, this year, if you're a Crystal Palace supporter, uh, your faith is deluded. <clears throat> uh, it probably applies to Manchester United supporters as well, uh, but as a deluded faith to think uh, that they're going to win the league. <clears throat> if you believe that the church pews here are going to hold you up uh, during my long sermon, uh, that's a reasonable faith. Uh, they have held far heavier people uh, than yourselves uh, on these pews. They've been tried and tested over many decades. Uh, to believe that your church pew will hold you up this evening is a reasonable faith. Perhaps you've repented of your sins and believed in Jesus Christ. I was 13 years old when I became a Christian when we acknowledge our unworthiness before God and our sin before him and receive Jesus Christ alone as the Savior who has died for us on the cross. That is saving faith. But tonight we're, we're not thinking so much of that. We're thinking of strong faith, of Joshua here trusting in God and how you and I in our lives can trust in God. Trust in him to, to witness for him on the playground or over the, the hedge to our neighbour, a thing which adults find really, really hard to do. Faith to persevere in pleasing Jesus and following Jesus, a thing which ministers find really, really hard to do. Joshua invaded the land of Canaan. This is not like Putin invading Iraq. In your RE classes, which Mark has been referring to already, you probably will study the subject of a just war. When is it legitimate? When is it right? And when is it wrong to go to war? And your teachers will, will, if they're decent, will take you back to Augustine in the 5th century and analyse his arguments and reasons for a just war. And the war that we're studying and learning of in the book of Joshua was a just war. It was commanded, directed, sustained and furthered by God in heaven. Joshua was a gifted and smart commander. He attacked in the middle of the country of Palestine and, and took the city of Jericho, a well-known story. Then he conquered the northern cities, which we thought of this morning. And in this chapter, he conquers the southern part of Palestine. We want to think of, of that campaign, the southern campaign, and of the strong faith of Joshua. And there's three evidences of strong faith which we want to write down in our notebooks. If, if you have any, write them on your hand if you don't and imbibe into our life and heart uh, this evening. Strong faith has a great vision. This is paragraph 12 to 15 
in our chapter. Strong faith has a great vision. What a prayer Joshua makes, isn't it? In verse number 12. See how he offers this prayer in public in verse 12. He said, in the sight of Israel. This wasn't a a secret wish. This wasn't a a closet aspiration. This wasn't some desire in in the depths of his heart. But, But he said this before everyone. He gave this command depending on on the God of heaven. This is a a big vision. This is a a, a big desire that he has. Son, stand still in the sky. He he wants that that ball of fire in the heavens which gives light onto this planet to, to stop where it is. He wants more daylight He wants more time to to conquer the enemies whom he's got on the run. He doesn't want night to come down so that they can hide in the woods or escape into the walled cities. He wants the daylight to persist, that he can finish the job, that he can conquer and rout his enemies. And what a prayer this is. Greater than strength for the legs of his warriors or power for the arms of his soldiers. He's praying that the sun in the heavens will stop. What a prayer. And strong faith offers such desires to God, makes such requests. We all know the importance of extra time, don't we, in our lives or or running out of time. Maybe you have an exam on the Wednesday and you've been studying and you've drawn up your study plan and you've been trying to follow that every day and the exam's coming up on the Wednesday. But when it comes to Monday and Tuesday, you realize and begin to long for more time. You're running out of time to, to memorize that mathematical theory. To get to know more that table within chemistry. To to assimilate those dates in history. You need more time. And this is where Joshua was. He needed more time. These five kings of the Amorites surrounding the city of Jerusalem who had come together were on the run. God's presence was with his church and Joshua wanted more daylight to finish this job. And he prays to God with faith in a great God. Sun, stop in the heavens. And boys and congregation, we we need this this vision to, to grasp, to see the opportunity that is before our eyes and to look to God for strength to capitalize on that opportunity. Those neighbors who live beside you, God has placed them there. Let us pray that he will strengthen us to witness to them. Those in your class, boys, You'll probably never see them again in the rest of your life. 
Now's the opportunity to witness to them, to pray for them. And here is Joshua, and he sees, here's an opportunity, a golden chance. And he calls on God to help him in this miraculous way. Give me more daylight till I finish this work. I don't know what's planned for you this week. It'll be something exciting, edge of the seat, gripping, and absolutely knackering. Maybe you'll be an upsleeved honoured. Well, the journey which Joshua made, see verse 9, he marched all night. It was a 15-mile hard march from Gilgal to Gibeon. He marched all night. That's the equivalent of going up-sleeved honoured and back down and up-sleeved honoured again and back down. Imagine doing that. They were tired. But he still prayed to God for more daylight to finish this job. What faith this was. What service. What trust. And a great God. So strong faith has a great vision. It sees the opportunity. It discerns the moment. And it desires to grasp that moment. Dependence on God. Secondly, strong faith trusts a great God. Strong faith has a great vision. Strong faith trusts a great God. And in this chapter, God's greatness is, is set before us. And two dimensions of his greatness are, are brought out here. The greatness of his grace and the greatness of his power. The greatness of his grace it comes in, in verse number eight. You see those words there. The Lord said to Joshua, do not fear. I have given them into your hands. There are five kings in Jerusalem and around Jerusalem, congregated together, ready to fight the army of Israel. And God says to Joshua, do not fear them. And this was amazing. And why this was amazing was because in the previous chapter, Joshua had messed up. He had made an agreement with these people called the Gibeonites, a clan in Israel, that he would protect them. And now that the five kings, they're attacking the city of Gibeon and the treaty which Joshua had made with Gibeon included the protection of their city. And Joshua's beating himself up. He says, this is all my fault. My misspoken words, my wrong agreement, my not praying to God for wisdom before I made that decision has got us into this mess. And now I'm marching my soldiers 15 miles in the night. This is all my fault. God comes to him and says, forget about it, Joshua. I've forgiven you. I'm with you. Do not be afraid. I will fight for you. This is our God. Whatever we've done in the past, however we've messed up, and adults have messed up a lot more than any young people, put it behind us. Trust in the grace of this God. Strong faith. Trust in a great God. A God who is great in his grace. 
And we go on serving him and looking to him as Joshua did here. But he's great in his power. Uh, There is a a really interesting verse here, uh, verse number 10. And uh, you see, if you you have a Bible, it's it's probably not in our uh, screen here, but in verse number 10, uh, there's a footnote down uh, on the word who. uh, And the the footnote has he. uh, And this is emphasizing that the four verbs in verse 10 are, are referring to God. So he struck them. He chased them. He struck them. He threw them into panic. This is God. There there was Israel. There was Joshua with his military ability. But behind it all was the almighty God of heaven. And Joshua trusts in this God. Can anyone guess the diameter of the biggest hailstone? Any guesses? Guys, you know, shy guys. Well, there it is there. 20 centimeters in diameter. Can you imagine it? Can you imagine getting caught out in that? In your shirt sleeves, your bare legs uh, this week, uh, running around at the the team games, uh, at the football. This is what happens here. God in heaven, in verse number 11, causes the hailstones to come down. This is the mighty God in charge of the river, in charge of the weather, in charge of the hailstones. He's on the side of his people and strong faith trusts in a great God, a God who's great in grace, a God who's great in power. And thirdly, strong faith continues in a great work. And this is the verses 29 uh, to 43. Uh, Joshua had, and the army had defeated uh, this conglomerate of kings uh, from, the, from the south. But they, they didn't pack up. They didn't return to their tents. They didn't stick their feet up and pat their backs that they had achieved such great things. But they continued to overthrow the the cities in in the south of Canaan as God directed them and enabled them. They pressed on in serving God and fulfilling the calling that he had given to them. Great faith has a great vision. Great faith trusts in a great God, but great faith or strong faith continues in a great work. It's a brilliant section in verses 22 to 26 when when Joshua gathers the people around isn't it and he calls forward the the, the leaders imagine the the camp leaders uh, coming up to the front and and Joshua Philip directs them to to put their foot on the neck of the five kings who opposed them it was a sign of Suppression, a sign of victory, a sign of triumph. And, and maybe in that moment, Joshua was linking it in to Genesis 3.15 of the promise God gave to Adam and Eve that a saviour would come who would put his foot on the neck of the enemies of his people. Strong faith continues in a great work. He had conquered 
the conglomerate. He continues to suppress the southern cities. And he says in that moment, verse 25, Thus the Lord will do to all your enemies. One of the things that keeps us back from strong faith is is fear, isn't it? Fear that we won't be able to answer our classmates or our neighbors when we witness to them. They'll ask complicated questions about evolution, perhaps, or complicated questions about the existence of God, and we will struggle, and we're filled with fear to speak about Jesus. And God addresses this fear in Joshua, verse 8, and says to him, fear not. And then Joshua addresses the fear in his army in verse 25 and says to them, do not you be afraid because we are serving a great God. So let's have a great vision. What was it about Joshua's vision that was stunning That was startling. Let the sun stand still. One thing that was incredible about his vision was that it was massive, wasn't it? He wasn't asking for rain. He wasn't asking for a gentle wind. He was asking for something massive. And he was asking for something new. This had never been done before. The water had stood still at the Red Sea and the Jordan River and Joshua had seen that. But this is something new that he's asking. Son, stand still. And Boys, I encourage you to have such a vision. To ask for something massive and something new in your little world. Perhaps in your school you've never had a Christian head boy or head girl. And you know that a Christian head boy or head girl would be extremely influential within your school. Pray for that massive new thing in your school. Perhaps you're the only boy your age, in your congregation. And I know that some of you are the only boy your age in your congregation. And you would love to have someone else your age within your congregation. That would be massive for you. That would be new for you. Pray for something massive and new in your world. Perhaps you've never repented of your sins and acknowledged your unworthiness before God. Perhaps you've never believed in Jesus Christ as the only Savior. That's massive and that would be new for you. Let's desire that repentance and that faith in Jesus Christ. Having a great vision. Trusting great God. Within church history there is this phrase uh, which is well known expect great things from God, attempt great things for God. This phrase uh, came around the, the 1800s issued by a man, William Carey, as he set up his missionary organization. 
He had a great burden for those who'd never heard the gospel. And 200 years ago, there were many, many nations who had never heard the gospel. He has suggested to his church that his church should be sending missionaries to those countries. And he was told, sit down, young man. God will save the heathen without your help or ours. But he held on to his vision. He trusted in a great God. And he went to India as a missionary. And he served there for 41 years. And he translated parts of the Bible into 209 different languages. He had a great vision. He trusted in a great God. So did David when he faced Goliath. So did Esther when she went to the king. So can you and I in our lives as we grow in our Christian faith. Trust in our great God. And lastly, strong faith continues in a great work. It's not easy to to keep going in the Christian life. Sometimes it's not easy because of the mistakes we have made. And Joshua felt that challenge. And the leader, the male leader of the, the marathon yesterday felt that challenge when in Birmingham, the leader of the marathon took a wrong turn. And the officials ran to get him back on course. And he had to adjust his mind mentally. And he went on to, to win the marathon. And we have failed. And let God down. And Joshua had. But he continued to serve his God. Or perhaps it's hard to keep going when we have had great success. Joshua and the army of Israel had conquered these five kings. And yet they kept going serving God at this camp. You will be really encouraged in your Christian life. But what about the next 51 weeks? Will you continue to pray To serve, to love your Savior, Jesus Christ. Strong faith. But it's not really about us, is it? It's about Christ. We are people with a weak faith, a defective faith, a failing faith. But it's placed in a great God. God bless each of you boys in this week and members of the congregation in this week. And may we serve and honor our great and gracious God.